I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Operation Earth, comedians chatting about climate change. I am Dr. Matt Winning. I'm an environmental researcher and stand-up comedian. I've been doing both of those for over a decade now. Basically what I used to do was do comedy to kind of lighten my mood and try not to think about the impending doom of the planet. But now I think it's time to talk about it and actually address it head on. So every week I have a different special guest and we chat about news stories. We will go through a carbon footprint calculator, see how green they are. Basically like in Top Gear where, you know, they have like who's the fastest celebrity. We're going to find out who the greenest one is. It's basically a podcast for people who care about our climate emergency but aren't doing much about it. This is for you. Presented by Dr. Matt Winning. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. In this week's episode, I am talking to uh, two people that I uh, have known for quite a long time. We both, we the three of us actually, did a friend show uh, back in 2010 together. I'm talking to Fern Brady, who you might know from 8 Out of 10 Cats, The Alternative Comedy Experience, News Quiz, live from the BBC, live at the Apollo. Uh, she's done stuff with Frankie Boyle and also I'm talking to Eleanor Morton who has done also the news quiz news jack uh, BBC Scotland stuff uh, breaking the news both of them have been on that anyway so there's three Scottish people talking about climate change and we're going to talk about uh, fashion industry for a bit and also heat waves and some other stuff so hope you enjoy the episode Fern Brady, your carbon footprint is a 27.9 tonnes, which is 289% larger than the sort of UK aim that people want to have, which is about 10-ish, something like that. So, quite big. We'll find out exactly what it was. I don't believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine is 12.3. 12.3 tonnes? Yes. Oh, wow. That's what happens when you're a less successful comedian. (laughs) 12.3. 27. No one has asked me to go abroad to bring kids. (laughs) And most of this is going to be you abroad. Like We'll find out in a second where it comes in. um, If you feel... So the 20 20 target is 10.5 tonnes. Yeah. Right? For the UK. Eleanor's is... 12.3 12.3 so it's a bit higher than the 2020 target on this WWF calculator yours is quite substantially higher than but then it's your employer flying you across the world yeah um, so we're just about to find out the results and how it breaks down three quarters of ferns of travel I've done really well in a school test yeah you've done pretty well it's so bad to feel no, pleased good. about that. Um, right. So we'll go through each of the sections. I think the first one we talked about was home. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, which basically 
it's sort of saying yeah it's giving you tips about how to eat but you're you were pretty good at home stuff weren't you you were you eat in season um, food stuff sorry yeah that's uh, pretty much that was the only thing I was aware of of stuff I could do for climate change yeah um, yeah everything in the everything involving my house you're really good at yeah your boyfriend, you said. Well, because he sort of was really into it, so uh, that you, so like I get made to recycle and um, made to not waste food and um, yeah, what other stuff? And then the whole said, thing with the taps. Oh yeah, you said cherries. You buy lots of cherries at the moment. Well, because they're in season, season and yeah. also the one food that I eat a lot. I noticed when I was doing my tax return. I seem to just eat blueberries every single day. Um, <laughs> so I've made a point to I look at the label and I don't buy them if they're from like Chile or something. Yeah. yeah. Got to buy them from Kent. Kent blueberries. You know, I hate Kent. Everything's <laughs> going to come from Kent now. <laughs> Sparkling Kent wine. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty much Kent's just going to be where everything gets made in yeah. the future. I'm quite bad with food. Oh, I yeah. sort of, in my head every time I go shopping, I think I'm going to buy less plastic and buy... Um, in season and then I don't because um, I get like um, I'm like well maybe they just shouldn't give me the option uh, and then I wouldn't do it so I do buy quite a lot of stuff out of season um, and in packaging and uh, and I don't I don't compost it or anything whereas you're pretty good for in terms of uh, uh, diet so you're Oh vegetarian yeah, vegetarian. Well. But would it be? It would be better if I was vegan because then the cows yeah, wouldn't need to. You're doing pretty well, though. I mean, veggies pretty good. Mm. All pretty low emissions from that. You've also, you, yeah, both you, of you spent about the same in takeaways every. But it's kind of hard if you're running about yeah. doing. I definitely could. I think I could have. I could definitely cut back on takeaways if, because uh, my my um, boyfriend's like always showing me up and he'll. He's all he always like makes his lunch to take into work, which is so yeah. time consuming. How does he get the time for it? What's I don't know. He makes like really elaborate, like you know those Mira soda vegan recipes in the Guardian. Okay, he like makes them. Nice. Um, but it, yeah, it, it just would take up a lot of time. Um, but he doesn't make doesn't make you any lunches. No. No. Very um, separate lives in that sense. Very separate lives, generally. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, uh, what other stuff do I do food wise? But yeah, definitely, I could, I could cut back on the on prep. What's your favourite foods? My, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, if you could choose to eat, if you had to eat one meal for, like, mm. say, like the next. It's really boring, but maybe pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I don't get very many takeaways anymore because um, my front door is the garden gate and takeaways never know where to find it so I've given up trying oh yeah we should probably clarify to any listeners <laughs> why Eleanor lives in a shed I don't live in a shed <laughs> I mean I sort of do you, you kind of live in it I've never been but no you, but the way you've described it is that you live in a shed it's a small house in a, in a garden in a garden you say in a garden a lot which means <laughs> it is in a garden yeah cool we're on at home uh, you both have homes that you live. You go home sometimes. Um, yep. I live under a flower pot. Yes, Eleanor's <laughs> down at the bottom of the garden with all the Poddington peas. <laughs> um, Eleanor lives in a shed, and Fern lives in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but That's why pretty, we're so pale. You, you're pretty good at, at um, 
stuff you said you're pretty good or you or in fact yeah. both of you had like low efficiency taps and stuff like oh, that oh actually yeah. my my home is my worst one is oh, it yeah i wonder why um oh, but i'm not in my landlady is i can't change anything like my energy supplier right or anything because it's it's it comes from the main house so, so you just have to sort of you're sort of living me. off of some so yeah what, basically yeah basically you're living with your apparent yeah. your parent but i can live in the garden so it feels like your, i'm independent yeah that's nice how long have you been in your place? Uh, four or five years. But I think we're going to leave this year. Oh, yeah. Do you like it? Um, I like it because it's the best landlord I've ever had. And it's really good not having, not like just being kicked out for no reason mm. and things like that. Yeah, well, yeah. It's good, but I'm really tired of living in a basement and I'm going to get a house. So Cool. That'd be cool. But um, yeah, we recycle everything into free things. We've got a food recycling bin. Yeah plastics and then the normal rubbish you sound very happy about it well it's just the regime and like (laughs) it's just like how smug he is when he explains (laughs) it to me (laughs) and I was like can you understand that when I put something in the wrong bin I'm not doing it deliberately to aggravate you anyway because I put a scarf in the plastics bin and uh, the, the uh, binman like took it and threw it on the pavement so I put it back in the bin wow Good to see him. what would happen and I've also wondered before like if I'm putting the wrong stuff in the wrong bins sometimes what does that mess up the whole recycling process I, I have a lot of questions about uh-huh. um, yeah recycling because I've heard if there's any food at all on your recycling mm. then it doesn't get recycled and I don't know if that's an urban legend or not oh because if it's if it is true why wouldn't they make more of a deal of it I've only heard it from people and not from a government website or anything yeah because because uh, my boyfriend like rinses out milk yeah. cartons and stuff so I try and do that but sometimes I get a bit lazy or it's just hard to get the food off and then uh, I'm just wondering um, I think it depends that, on yeah. the council. You know, it depends on where it is yeah. and like, stuff like that. It's not like a one rule for everywhere no. sort of thing. So, I don't have a final fact on uh, what happens if you put some stuff that's got food in it in your recycling bin, but basically, try and do your best and still recycle anything, even if it's got a little bit of food on it, because I think they can sort of sort it out but I don't really have an answer if anyone's got a better answer than that please get in touch and I'll put it in the show notes so yeah everybody if you could keep checking the show notes at least once a day for the next half a year that would be great because then you'll have an answer cheers Uh, we're talking about travel now Uh, Fern that was three quarters of your um, carbon footprint was travel uh, because you take flights everywhere because you're very um famous and you only travel by shut up no no <laughs> you only travel by flights you only accept things but you actually but what about this uh-huh. I hadn't I'd, almost, I'd barely travelled in my life before that yeah oh yeah before travelling a lot for comedy how do you find it do you like flying no does anyone like flying does anyone like some people really like it some people are like getting frequent flyer things so that they can like oh I'm, I get to you know sit in lounges I mean if I got to sit in first no. class every time maybe I'd like it yeah. Um, Have you thought about going to Australia by boat like a 50s immigrant? Not at all. <laughs> um, Could be fun. I mean, it would take like three months. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, if you could get some sort of like a cruise work on the way there. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why people live in the countryside. 
Uh, oh, I do. It's much nicer. Uh, oh, it's nice because then you can breathe and not not die. I just I hate the thought of not being able to buy stuff or go yeah, to the shops. Yeah, you have to think like properly think about yeah. like oh, I need this for the next month. Yeah, you'd love that. I think so. Yeah, It'd make you think a bit more, surely. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, like, uh, and you get more. Like, obviously, my parents got a lot more like farm foods now. Because farm foods, my the, the well. shop or farm foods, farmed foods. No, like farm they get foods. eggs. From yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I would like to do is have chickens yeah. so that I can have ethical eggs. Because also, a big goal of my mum's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because they kill baby chickens to, yeah. so that we can have eggs. Yeah, they put them in blenders. Yeah, just chop them up. Cheery stuff okay, on the podcast the today. Bit? We're on his stuff. Now, Fern, you said you bought a piano and a porch swing in the last year. Well, the porch swing those? was bought for me. Do you use those two at the same time? <laughs> no, but they were definitely bought with like the plan of this is the summer I'm going to have when I don't do the fringe. I'm going to get stoned, play my piano and sit on my porch swing. What kind of piano is it? <laughs> It's an electric one, but Ooh. it's not. A, I can't stress enough. It's not a keyboard. No, no, it's I like know. Kawaii. I know. I know what you mean. And it's. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. You've taken lessons, or do you already play? Oh no, I already no, played it. Play. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. Um, to a reasonably high standard. Amazing. Never knew that about you. Um. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's very soothing because it uses both sides of my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I find the same point. It's weird because I yeah. used to, before I started comedy, play guitar in bands and stuff and do that a lot. And then I stopped and I didn't do it for about eight years. And now when I play guitar, I'm like, oh, this is really relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not stressful. So you had a piano and a port swing. Eleanor, you had, a, I have written down here, phone. You bought a new phone. Yeah, I, I got one for Christmas because my old one was. Well, I have a theory that Apple make their phones more breakable. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you buy more because I've never broken any other that's phone. the case. Uh, so now I've got a very basic, well, not basic, Motorola, so it's not like a fancy yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does the job. And, and you I, haven't bought a washing machine. You're not allowed a washing machine in your there's shed. No, well, there's no room for a washing machine, so I do. So you go to the laundrette. I go to the laundrette, and, uh, but I do use the dryer every time. Ah, yeah. That's a, uh, so that you don't have to bring it home and dry it in the garden. Yeah. We hang our clothes on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> And can I say as well, uh-huh. we got all the furniture in our house, almost all of it, um, for free off of um, oh, Freecycle. Like, oh, yeah. Because in London, you can get insanely like yeah. good furniture um, from rich people that are just like, I have too many sofas or... You, like, know, yeah. you know what else is good is, is if you don't want something, you just leave it outside your house with a note and it will be gone in the next hour. Wow. I mean, oh it, it worked God. for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. I got rid of a monitor. People take anything in London. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, when you're saying that, um, I've got friends who, when they first moved to London, they were the people that yeah. like, went around and oh, took yeah. the stuff. I know those people. Um, you both spent a fair amount on, like, well, not so much clothes, Eleanor, but better mm-hmm. on clothes, fair, and also health and grooming and something else. Grooming. Uh, you know what I have done recently, actually, mm-hmm. uh, is I've switched to reusable cotton pads. Oh wow! Instead of cotton, cotton wool mm-hmm. um, for makeup and stuff. How's, how are you finding that? Yeah, it's good. I d- you just put them in the washing machine. They come in a bag. I got it yeah. from a, a website called Leave No Trace, and yeah, yeah, it's good. Wait, because it takes a lot of water to make cotton wool pads. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, then you throw it away. Um, That's just made me think of bad things that I do. So I use uh, makeup removal wipes. Uh huh. 
That's bad for just the environment. Throw them away. Yeah, it is so hard not to use them sometimes, though. Yeah. yeah, just because they're very convenient, especially on the go and yeah, and comedy. I like to take my makeup off on the train home from gigs, um, <sighs> and oh, I do so much. But the worstest thing I do is buying too many clothes that yeah. I don't need. So I mean, this is going to feed in, I think, pretty well to the a new story about how uh, the environmental audit committee came up with an idea of like we had to put a one p charge on every item of clothes in the UK because we buy like double the amount of clothes mm. of like Germany or Italy we buy so much stuff That's that we hardly yeah. use so they were they basically said we should put a 1p tax on every item of clothes and it'll help pay for like extra collection and like sorting of clothes and then the government said nah let's not bother doing that oh did they but they're such a nice government um, so yeah but clearly in the UK basically we Mm. buy a lot of unnecessary stuff so you're not alone Fern you shouldn't feel like you're uh, the only person doing this it's just so wasteful it's, but it's also because I think of how little I bought when I was skin I used to only ever have one pair of shoes yeah maybe two pairs of shoes at any one time and like you only have two feet so you don't <laughs> need that many shoes yeah you only have two feet Fern Brady 2019 please so you don't need shoes and you only have one body so I'm yeah. like why do I need this many clothes that I don't wear? And I just buy clothes and wear the same ones over and over again. There's, I've got things, I never thought I'd be the type of person that would have clothes that would sit unworn in my wardrobe with a tag on. Oh, oh I know. Yeah. Um, but also, those a lot of clothes now are made very shoddily. Yeah. And yeah. then, so you have to buy more because it falls apart because I bought some shoes from Primark the other day. I mean, yeah, obviously, so they're from Primark, so they're going to be shit. But, um, but it's sort of playing on, like, people aren't, you know, maybe struggling a bit, don't well, have as much money. So it's like, oh, well, I'll buy that. I can afford this now. But then they make it shit, so then you have to buy yeah, more of them. Yeah, and these shows, shoes have already broken. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to Clark's and spend 60 quid, but I'm not going to go back to Primark and spend 10 quid. But it's because we're all so sort of, like, we need stuff now. Like, we're just yeah. like, I'd rather have this now. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to wait and save up to buy, like, a decent pair of shoes. And so, I don't know, culture is very much like, yeah, but you can get this yeah. now and it's fine, even though it's pretty yeah. shit. I mean, my mum always talks about how, like, her parents and grandparents, you know, in those days, if you had a coat, you would have it for 10 years because um, fashion didn't change as fast. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, it yeah. was... And everything and was made Instagram. better. Yeah, exactly. And everything yeah. was made better, so... Um, so people did wear stuff longer. I'm now just imagining what Instagram would have been like in like the 50s. <laughs> it's just the same poodle skirt again and again. Yeah. And I saw that ASOS have now got us that because ASOS um, is, would be one of the worst websites for encouraging mm. fast mm. fashion. Yeah. And they've got these this big sustainability drive, but it feels like it's just paying lip yeah. service to it because it's fashionable amongst young people, but. I don't really under. I haven't really looked in it. I just saw stuff started appearing on the website. It's hard to know, isn't it? Like, yeah, whether things are genuine or not. It's like, yeah, oh yeah this company does this, and then it makes you feel like oh, I'll just buy that. Then it's yeah. fine because they're probably sorting it out. But you don't actually know jeans as well. I, I read the whole thing on how much jeans use loads of oh, yeah. water because that's cotton as well. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's been like a huge drive to um, learn how to make. S- sustainable ones yeah. in them. so you're not supposed to wash your jeans you're supposed to I know. freeze them what that's it that's what, and so you don't need to wash them and when I stand up talk over here you'll see how much I abide by that oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh nice 
I don't think, freeze them. No, just don't wash them. Yeah. The That's reason right. I'm not too bad with clothes is because I hate clothes shopping and I get stressed and bored. Yeah. I find... Or I'd probably have more clothes. I have weird feet and so I only have about mm. two pairs of shoes. Oh, I've forgot about your weird feet. There was a whole thing about getting some special shoes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> special made and so I've basically got really the flattest feet in the entire world. <laughs> I went to a shop and like they... To, like check your feet and like they do like a scan and stuff and then the woman said your right foot is like that of a 85 year old woman <laughs> like I've never seen any, anything so bad in a young person wow. as your right foot like it's just there's no arch in it whatsoever and it means that I've got like pay like I basically I couldn't walk for about a year um, properly how old were you when you couldn't walk like two years ago oh my god so then I've now got special like insole things made and stuff For your recent wedding, did you wear second-hand clothes? (laughs) Oh, good point. Uh, I wore a kilt that I've owned for about 15 years. Yeah, you get a lot of wear out brands. But I did buy a new jacket for Mm. it. uh, Basically what happened was when I bought it originally, it was, I don't know, I was like either 18 or 21, so I was a wee skinny boy. And now I'm a 34-year-old you're only 34 gentlemen uh-huh what what yeah I keep thinking you're like much older than me but not because you look old <laughs> I just try and act like I'm much older than you yeah yeah you're one year older yeah yeah that's mental um but yeah so I bought a new jacket but then I'll hopefully keep that for the rest of yeah. my life I'll be alright and I, I was saying earlier I think men's clothes are made better and made to last longer yeah. because um like I've seen like boys t-shirts girls t-shirts just the girls ones will be flimsier and thinner yeah and will just disintegrate and my wife bought a new dress but not like a wedding dress so it's just a dress that she then has already worn a bunch yeah, of other the times dress dress. Wedding, like, dress wedding dresses must be insane yeah like just for one day one we can only wear it again for like breakdown purposes <laughs> yeah. no or a friend show at some point yeah you, yeah. Can't, you can't even wear it for your second wedding because that would be yeah you can't faux pas the same yeah one. Yeah, terrible. There was actually this is really weird. Yesterday, I was in the, I was getting a coffee with a flat white with oat milk. Oh, lovely! And uh, the person in the queue in front of me was talking to the guy, and then afterwards, when she left, he said, "Oh, she works in like digital fashion." Right. And I was like, I don't know what that is, and he was like, "Oh, it's like you can pay for things with your ring." There's like a chip in your uh, ring or something, to like, or like your jacket's a phone or something. <laughs> Mad stuff. Like, but this is a, wow. uh, that's an industry I didn't even know existed. That's what we thought was going to happen in the fifties. That's what we thought now would be. Yeah, everyone. Your talk, shoes talking with Wi-Fi your, in it or something. Yeah. Like the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Tipping points. Tipping points. Environmental tip of the week. If you live somewhere with lots of air pollution, get your kids to go on Snapchat so they get used to having actual filters on their face. Environmental tip of the week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can I talk about heat waves? <laughs> Eleanor is not a fan of heat. Boo to heat. Fern, how do you feel about very hot summers that we've had the last couple of years? Uh, I really don't like hot weather either. I just went to Dubai and it was 40 degrees uh, Celsius. What, so, did, what did you have to do? Did you be outside much? No, we couldn't. I was there for 10 days and we couldn't. We went outside twice in 10 days. Was that really was, weird? Yeah, yeah. Re- like really, really, really hard to not be able to go outside. You don't realise how much you need to be walked like a dog. <laughs> And like, um, yeah, as soon as you went outside, your uh, like glasses would steam up. And it's really horrendous. <sighs> Humans shouldn't live there. No. Here's a cool thing, or not a cool thing. Dubai they literally couldn't give a shit about the environment. <laughs> Got one of the worst carbon footprints in the world. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You really notice how much we're doing stuff here to try and counter that. They couldn't give a shit. It's also interesting that they don't care but it's they are definitely going to be one of the yeah. places mostly affected by it and then they're just yeah. going to have to be like oh well, we can never go outside ever again I mean I imagine now people who live there can't go out much like generally like I mean they all go away in this, uh, this time. Yeah. when we were there like most people leave because it's too hot to be outside that would so, um, if, if you don't mind me asking so what it was a show Dubai. Oh yeah, I was doing gigs there. But who took? So who was still there at that um, time of year? Just expats and like rich. Just the rich people, people that work there. They had aircon. Um, yeah, the Emirati uh, Emirati undercover policeman was in checking what I was saying on stage. <gasps> which that was just that was just as me and Alfie uh, Alfie Brown. We got to the point of being like, "Oh, D- Dubai's all right. Nothing bad happened to us." And then, like the last <laughs> night, undercover Emirati police checked on by the police. Um, wow. wow. But yeah, I hate hot weather, and whenever I see heat waves and stuff it makes me feel anxious about yeah I feel anxious um, global warming and then I saw the mussels were getting cooked in their shells in California that is horrific yeah yeah I saw it in in Europe recently like the tarmac was melting in some countries it got really hot this summer yeah nobody's really doing it the thing is nobody's really preparing it's quite interesting so there's a report out by the Committee on Climate Change in the UK last week saying how little we've been doing to prepare for this like we're they're mm. barely preparing for a world where we have done lots of action on climate change let alone the fact that we're not really doing mm. that much on it so we're going to end up like in a completely different world where like yeah runways at the airports will be melting and can't planes can't take yeah. off and nobody's preparing for any of this stuff it, but even it, though it's like you know we're talking about the next kind of over the next 20 years where this thing's going to begin to kick in properly 
and nobody's really planning for it. But I think Britain's terrible at planning for weather anyway. Like, anytime yeah. anything happens, we're not ready for floods, we're not ready for heat waves, we're not ready for snow. Like, why are we always shit with this weather? And we like to I talk, we talk, yeah. we talk about weather all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we never prepared for any never of it. Never prepared. This, yeah, this and I remember, I read that in the, um, the Evening Standard or something last year. It was like, Britain seems incapable of running outside of any temperature that isn't, like, 15 degrees yeah. Celsius. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Leaves so on weird. the line. Leaves on the line. Or trains too hot. Trains too cold. And everyone's like, I can't possibly. It's far too, far too hot. Far too cold. And it's like, because, right, this part of the country, I know it's getting hotter than it used to, but it gets often as hot as somewhere like France. Yeah. And But their houses are built for hot weather they've got like shutters and all these things and it's like why do none of the houses in the south of England have that kind of design they're well, going to have yeah. to soon that's the other thing when you were saying about you wouldn't go to Australia because it's too hot yeah but um, they've got the infrastructure for it well yeah it, my friend moved over from Melbourne and uh, she, last summer and she was like this is the worst hottest summer I've had in my life that was in the UK and she was like Oh, your houses are brick and yeah. they just get hotter and hotter. And there's no air corner. So that's really interesting as well. So basically, yeah, I found that I, I couldn't sleep for about like weeks on end last yeah. year. Last year was, it was too hot. We used to wake up and like soak um, towels in ice water. Oh, just yeah. On your I, I used to put a flannel in the freezer. But so yeah. the, the interesting thing, and I think I mentioned this maybe on one other podcast, I can't quite remember, about how people don't realise how much that affects people as well. So, mm. like, we as humans are supposed to cool down at night, yeah. right? But because yeah. if you live in a really warm city, we don't actually cool enough. So then we don't get enough sleep or we're not, like, rested properly. And then, like, crime rates go up and, yeah. uh, you know, people can't function, we can't work, so we're not as productive. All of this stuff happens basically because we're not, like, preparing for hot weather. Well, that happened to me in Dubai um, because um, me and the other comedians couldn't figure out what was wrong with us because we were just like laying around sort of sleeping all day or half asleep and then couldn't really sleep at night and just felt really unwell. Um, And it's because, uh, like just exactly what you're saying, your body can't run at that temperature and it takes people that move to Dubai, it takes them two years to get acclimatised to it. Two years. And it also affects your immune system system so just in the same way you can get sick from cold weather you can get sick when it's too hot mm. um but yeah it made me feel really unwell i i also feel like i feel like i have like sad like sad um but for summer and i feel like no one sympathizes with that because everyone else is like uh loves hot weather but i get so anxious and depressed if it's too hot right. because i can't do anything because i'm like that's the whole day ri- written off yeah because i'm not gonna be able to concentrate or go outside or you know or anything and um, I think I read something like last, like an article last year that was finally like some people find summer depressing and I was like oh thank you yeah. thank you so much you need to be like we need to get some medical professionals to come and <laughs> do know. experiments on you I'm and so find out what it you broken know. I don't like hot weather I like sunny bright weather it's good yeah. when there's lots of light yes yeah. I, I, or even hot weather with a nice breeze is fine it's yeah, I feel like Scotland's a good like. Yeah. Even the West Coast, so you'd go down to like Largs or something, and it would be warm, but it would be like there'd be wind yeah. in your face at all times as well. Bracing. So you'd be like, oh, yeah. this is fine. It's sort of cold and warm. I just feel as a nation, we haven't let, you know, we haven't let our activities depend on weather in Scotland because you can't plan for weather because it's it's probably going to be shit. So you can't like, oh, I'm not going to go outside today. You, yeah. You have to, otherwise you're going to be. 
Yeah, when I was up last week, it was about 16 degrees and people were sunbathing topless <laughs> yeah. in yeah, the you park got, you got and to, having barbecues. you got to get it in. It was absurd. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then I suppose it's good. I mean, I'm saying that about Scotland, but then when you go to Scandinavian countries, you're like, isn't it great how they're... Because they're always like, there's no such thing as cold weather, mm. only not dressing for appropriately for weather yeah mm. and actually i was in finland last year and i think the week before i went to finland i got stuck in belfast for a week because of like that much like a centimeter of snow if that and um none of the planes could take off then i went to finland where it was like deep snow everywhere and minus 20 degrees and they just de-iced the planes <laughs> why can't we do that yeah. yeah there's a video in victoria station that plays on a loop about why the trains can't go when there's leaves on the line and it's so passive aggressive like um yes we're aware that it seems ridiculous but here is uh, our 20 minute video on why actually leaves are really bad <laughs> it's very defensive it's funny <laughs> where do they play it just um just on like, the screen, like on, a big screen? On, yeah there's a few screens yeah. it's <laughs> on um i've never stopped to watch it but i've i've seen it sometimes they play it when there's bad weather yeah to be like um, actually, guys, before you say anything, it leaves are bad. Nice. Um, leave us alone. But yeah. You were trying to defend having babies. Oh. Oh. Um, Here we go. So you think that you are fine because you've decided you're never... So you're definitely never going to have a kid, you think? No, and I'm at the... My body's trying to make me have one just now. Oh, yeah? Um... And it's really hard to resist those thoughts. Uh, but there's just... How can people justify it? You have to be irrational to have one. But I know that human beings are irrational and we're not. Yeah. You know. Well, it's... It is, it, yeah, I mean... I, I, it's also basically the only totally, thing we're meant to do. Yeah. Is have, we're here have to create more. art! <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. No, that's... We're not animals. No, but, you know, I mean, it's like that's what the driving forces tell me about it do you know how hard it is to like overcome these thoughts Oh, it's disgusting give in to the thoughts I thought they made up that that happens um, I thought that was the patriarchy like made up no I, I, I think it does happen yeah it does happen it happens yeah. like I oh, love yeah, babies now yeah I mean I'm I, I really like there. yeah I know I just men wanna... are like that as well I don't know why they yeah yeah um, I mean, I like them, but at the moment, not enough to take care of one 24 hours a day. So. I still intellectually... It's such a core part of my identity to not want to have a baby, so it's really mad that it's this thing that I, I now just have to yeah. wait out a few years of, like... Yeah. So Okay, so what is the carbon footprint of having a baby? So, I mean... I did a show about this last year. Which I know, I can't remember all the facts. Um, so the whole show last year was about thinking about having a kid and what that is. That's right, this year. Is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bit of it, yeah. Um, but basically, there was a study uh, which uh, some really good people did a couple of years ago uh, that came up with a number for it. A lot of people take issues with that number. So they came up with like what the top things you could do for the planet were. And most of the stuff's really good, but then the baby one was like... I don't know, 25 times higher than any other stuff. So it was like, yes. they came up with like 58 tonnes per person. Right. But I then, you know, I've looked into the maths a bit behind it and other things and it's like, it's not that bad. And also it's not that baby, it's the baby halved between the parents and then the 
grandchild quartered between the parents oh, and right. then the next child. So it's like gruesome. if you choose <laughs> <laughs> if you choose to have a kid and assume that they're going to have lots of kids and it also assumes that the current emissions levels of children someone nowadays continue mm. out to the future whereas yeah. that's not happening it's going down and down. Yeah. So I have some issues with that number but it is a it is the probably the biggest thing you could do still I would I totally agree with that. But at the same time point that I made in the show last year was it turns out that the best thing you can possibly do for your child's future is to not have a child yeah. which seems slightly contrary like otherwise so what are you who you do what are you doing it for if you're doing it for environmental reasons then what are no, you doing it no no there's also the fact that motherhood is slavery so I well, would yeah, 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 yeah I would have a child if I was a dad yeah I would definitely have a baby if I was a dad because it doesn't carry the risk of death um, it doesn't ruin your body. What about death from nagging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and um, so there's the the aspect of just losing your um, personhood, and then also just it could grow up to be a murderer or something really disappointing. Mm. Um, <laughs> the feeling of having a parasite in your body, <laughs> sure. Like, and then just. This, just every every aspect from birth till your child's death is horrifying to me. Yeah, like I really don't want to have a I want to have a baby, then skip all the bits in between, and then just have another adult that's related to me. Yeah, and we can sit at my kitchen table, and I'll be like, when your father and I bought this house, would you believe Catford was really rough? <laughs> and I would just laugh. <laughs> that's I what, think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's up to everybody what they how they feel about it. Yeah. Are, are they all absolutely good reasons not to do it mm. one of my reasons or, or thinking is like say lots of people chose not to have kids for environmentally conscious reasons but then everyone who didn't care about the planet had kids and brought up kids that didn't care about the planet you then end up with a whole <gasps> generation of people that aren't caring yeah. about it and therefore one of the best things you can probably do is try to bring you know obviously as right, you say you right. can't control what your kid see what does but if you're having an active part in the next mm. generation, you know, and trying to impart wisdom or like explaining, then that's surely a much better way of looking at it than I'll just not take part in the next generation. So you want you to I mean? grow an eco soldier? Uh, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm Sarah Connor in Terminator, <laughs> right? And I've got John, that's my son, and I'm going to get my son to. I don't know, I can't remember what he does, he kills the Terminator, doesn't he? Well, he's like the war, leader of the resistance. Say you become a vegetarian because it's better for the environment or a vegan and you eat this great um, diet of locally sourced vegetables or high fibre diet, you're going to fart more, <laughs> making you the same as the cows that are bad for the environment. So humans fart differently from cows. and cows actually- <laughs> <laughs> We do have less stomach. So we've only got one stomach, whereas cows have got four. And so it's to do with the <gasps> digestive process. It's because we're not have. meant they to eat grass because it's terrible. Basically, if we could, there was some studies which have shown, uh, and it's not like a test. They started feeding cows like seaweed, and it really reduces the amount of emissions that come out of cows. But obviously, we would then need to change it so that every cow in mm. the world eat, now eats seaweed, and people have to grow that instead of like whatever I've grains seen a, and barley that they're fed. I've seen a lot of um, videos about 
making stuff out of seaweed and mm. eating seaweed. Seaweed and, seems to be a pretty good thing. Yeah, it's well, it seems like you know it grows in the sea, so you don't need to use extra water on land. Uh, yeah, on land, and then it's full of nutrients, and yeah. it's obviously vegetarian. So. Yeah. I really like it when I get it from like yeah? Chinese restaurants as well, like and they cover it in salt. And I'm like, mm, seaweed. Yum, yum, yum. I've just found out that seaweed in a Chinese restaurant is actually cabbage. Uh, my mind has been blown. I, I am absolutely furious about this. Oh, my whole life's been turned upside down, as uh, Will Smith said in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's how I feel right now. Absolutely livid. Absolutely livid. So when cows fart, they make... It's actually burping, it's not... Oh, sorry, sorry. But but, but again... Emissions. So they make more methane because uh, of the, basically, ruminant animals, so cows and also, uh, I think, deer and... I can't remember. There's a number of animals Mm -hmm. that have four stomachs. We don't have four stomachs. People have done some tests on it and basically human farts contribute absolutely nothing. And are you a vegetarian? I am a flexitarian, which I don't really like to say as a word because it sounds... Oh yeah, that's how I went into it. It's better than doing a sort of all or nothing approach. Exactly. I go through different... periods of sometimes eating meat sometimes not but I normally try and have it like maybe every couple three days say I'll have a something yeah. meat wise and I normally now only eat chicken pretty much or fish um, which I think is fine yeah. uh, but then like, you know occasionally I'll, I'll maybe have like beef once a month or something like that or every oh, two, yeah, I was every two months or yeah. I find it much easier now I'm dating a vegetarian to eat vegetarian it does help doesn't it because I just feel bad if we go to anywhere where he only has one choice yeah 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 so, yeah. Uh, so we go to vegetarian it helps places. if you do stuff together so yeah. my wife and I did went vegan for a month together which was good and we've just recently done this other diet called the planetary diet which is basically yeah. I can pass that on and I can put it I think I don't know if I mentioned it in another episode or not mm-hmm. uh, but it's basically like this uh, the Lancet Commission did a study which showed if we all ate this rough diet it would be the best for everybody's health and it would also be the best in terms of like sustainability in terms of producing stuff for the planet and um, it's lots of fruit and veg but not it's not that you're allowed like a little bit of meat and a little bit mm. of eggs and a little bit of dairy but it's like almost I mean that's nothing. sort of that's what you're, you're supposed to eat a yeah. lot of plants so I mean it's close to what we used to eat in the past exactly so actually it's, they found it's really close to the Mediterranean diet who mm. are the people that live the longest and the Japanese diet who yeah. are also the people that live the longest so it turns out we already kind of there's places that are already yeah. eating that and yeah. that's really healthy for us I prefer to eat a lot of vegetables because I feel a lot better from it yeah. but here's the tricky thing when it comes to the environment is it's making sure to buy in enough stuff for the week but not too much stuff that I won't yeah that waste won't, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's a tricky it's a tricky one I'm not very good I just look at lots of vegetables and I'm like I guess that's probably about right yeah uh, yeah. 10 bags of kale I'll probably the other thing the other time <laughs> um, healthiest diet was during the war mm. rationing because that was a lot of veg because it wasn't rationed and yeah. uh, not, I'm not saying this because I remember it <laughs> I'm saying it because I, I, I saw a programme yeah. but yeah and then you'd only have X amount of meat and dairy each yeah, week yeah, 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 yeah. everybody was really healthy no sugar yeah and everyone oh, was really wow. healthy and everyone um, came out of the war apart from the ones who were dead are feeling pretty good <laughs> <laughs> it also makes me think a lot about because I'm like fully buy into the stuff about fasting being good for you yeah but there's well because there's so much evidence for it but there's such a pushback against it because 
obviously because the, how can you sell people diets and diet products and like food is constantly processed foods constantly being repackaged as a health food mm. like you get those little um vegan bars and shops but it's dates all squished together yeah. and that's not good for, they taste great so it's obviously not good for you um so I was thinking how much fast this is like just another way to justify fasting because yeah. that's another two days that I won't be in <laughs> takeaways and like if I did it on a day that I'm busy because sometimes I won't eat for the day because of the whole fasting thing and if I do it on a day where I'm busy and in town that means I'm not yeah so I'm not thought I've, of it I've as heard, a sustainable thing because uh, like there's a few cultures that do that right and they do tons of cultures yeah, do yeah. Um, um, but yes. I guess the question is like you got to make sure you're doing it yeah not and it's not becoming a like if you're in the fashion industry and you're a model and you're starving yourself yeah yeah it's not like, like oh I'm being sustainable my problem but is starving isn't uh, sure, sure, the same sure. as fasting no. yeah, yeah. fasting's voluntarily abstaining from food for a specified period of time whereas starving is like yeah you're trying to yeah, yeah. And it has t- the two things have totally different impacts on your body. Yeah. Talking of that, I might go and have some lunch now. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Much appreciated. Um, do you want to plug anything? You've both got French shows coming up? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, fun. Uh, mine is at the Monkey Barrel from the 1st till the 25th of August at 6 pm. Nice. Uh, mine is at the stand from the 1st to the 25th at noon. Excellent. So, that was me, Jan, Tefern and Eleanor. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a break for a little bit uh, for the next maybe kind of five, six weeks. Um, and hopefully we'll be back at the start of September with some more episodes for you. Uh, please do rate and subscribe and share the podcast with other people in the meantime. Uh, tell everybody about it. Hopefully uh, people will still keep listening to it then. I'm sure the climate change will still be a thing come September. I mean, maybe not. Maybe we'll have solved it. That'd be great. Uh, I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Festival the whole time doing my show Matt Winning it's the end of the world as we know it Pleasance Below at 4.25pm please tell lots of people and buy lots of tickets because I've spent lots of ages writing the show and I need people to come and see it do uh, contact us at operationearth at gmail.com or uh, at at opearthpod on Twitter and Facebook uh, drop us a line that'd be great um, yeah I think that's about it the show was produced and edited by Emma Corsham the music was done by Daniel Drever uh, who oh what a guy and uh, Chumchi Design did the logo um, so check all those people out um, drop me a line I am at Matty Wynn on Twitter so we are taking a break for a few weeks I thought I'd use this opportunity to recommend another podcast it's called Scenario and it's about photography uh, and especially sort of photographers how they make their work um, so it's not very technical or anything you don't need to know anything about photography to enjoy it it's actually different stories so like the first episode is about someone that takes pictures and sends them to someone on death row stuff like that and that's like a whole episode um, it's really interesting uh, so you can check that out at scenariopodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts from a local provider um, yeah just a quick recommendation speak to you in a few weeks keep doing stuff keep keep up the effort keep doing stuff about climate change please people while I'm away please thank you bye bye
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.